Sorry. Hello. Um, my name's Robbie. I am 25 years old, freshly. <laughs> I am five foot, 11 and a half. And with the right tennis shoe, six feet. <laughs> I am currently living in Austin, Texas. It is June 16th, 2020. It's hot out and pretty humid because it rained last night. Some friends and I went out to a park and we got some ice cream from a local ice cream shop and it started raining on us, but it's okay. We found a little shed to eat the ice cream under and then when it was done, we just walked around while it drizzled and it was beautiful. I'm really romantic. I like to give meaning to everything that I do, everything that I own. I don't think that's materialistic. I think that I just believe that by making things important to myself makes me feel like in the grand scheme of things that I too am more important. Chances are you don't know who I am personally anyway and that's okay. Maybe you'll get to know me a little better through this. My phone is sitting on this wooden coffee table. It's handmade. I bought it from a couple who was moving and they had to get rid of it fast because it didn't fit in their moving truck. So I got a really good deal on it. It goes with pretty much any other furniture you have in your house, any other aesthetic you're trying to go for because it's simple and it's done well. I think about my life and the times that I've tried to make it more complex than it already is, the harder of a time I have. So I like to make things simple. My favorite dessert is just a classic chocolate chip cookie. And I know that's like, the simplest dessert, but just like the coffee table, when it's done right, it goes well with anything.
I've been thinking a lot about things like life and death, those good old existential cliches, what's the meaning of everything, why do we die, where do we go when we die. I'm not particularly at a religious point in my life. I grew up in a pretty conservative Catholic family. I won't say necessarily household, although my parents were strict growing up. They are not, um, by definition, conservative. Um, but I grew up very Catholic. And because of that, I was raised with a certain belief of why we are here on this earth and what happens to us when we pass. I don't know so much that I believe in the things I was taught that happens to us after we die. And that's a little scary because I don't really know. I wish that situation was as simple as chocolate chip cookies or my coffee table, but it's not. <laughs> we live in a crazy time right now where we are dealing with a pandemic. We're also living through some amazing movements with the Black Lives Matter movement. The whole world is protesting white supremacy, police brutality, and systematic racism. And it's about damn time. But while all of this is happening in the world, I think, I try to simplify things find the lowest common denominator to make them easier for me to process because it's very easy for me to get overwhelmed. You might not be able to tell from the outside. My close friends will say differently. I keep myself composed to make things easier for everyone else and in return for myself. I'm not confrontational. I want people to be comfortable. I am an actor and a director. I do live theater. I devise. And I took this acting class many years ago now, probably my second year of college. And we were taught about this uh, thing called super objectives, where um, in order for a scene to be actable, you know, to have momentum, there, your character needs to have an objective a goal. Otherwise, why are we watching a scene 
if there's no stake in it. A super objective is an overall goal, uh, like a life post kind of goal that a character has. And there's four of them. To love, the person who gives and wants to receive love. To win, the person who always wants to be right, who has to be right. To survive, the person that will do anything and everything to make sure they make it to tomorrow, to tonight. And to please, the person who lives for everyone else. Our teacher told us that, of course, characters, just like real people, are more complex than that, and they are some variation of all four of those objectives. But there's always one that overpowers the other three. And just like all other things in theater inspired by reality, the super objectives live in all of us. At first, again, because I am a romantic, I thought mine was to love. Because at the time, all I wanted was a boyfriend. At the time, I was also deeply in the closet, so that wasn't going to happen. Not for another year or so. But I thought, you know, since I was a teenager, that's all I ever wanted, was to feel that love and to give all the love that I have. But then... And I guess part of the reason why I never came out at the time was because my real super objective is to please. I never wanted to make anyone uncomfortable. I'm not confrontational. So in order to avoid having those conversations with family and friends, I just never came out. I mean, I did eventually, but I always wanted to please my parents. They brought me up as best as they could, and I, I have to give credit where credit's due. I think they did an amazing job. They always supported all the things I wanted to do, like when I told them I wanted to be an actor <laughs> and an artist. But I always wanted to make them proud. And, and for them, that pride comes from a place of success, but not, not necessarily a, a monetary-based success. But if I was going to do something like be an actor, then I needed to be an actor. They told me I could do anything I want in this world, but I have to do what I say I'm going to do. And so I did. What might be mistaken as wanting to be the center of attention, I think, comes from a different place of wanting to please people, to please my friends and my peers. I wanted to be friends with everyone. And, and when I knew that there was one person who didn't like me, I did everything I could to change that person's mind. 
I've only been bullied a handful of times in my adolescence. But there were a lot of people who didn't like me for my flamboyance. And so I really delved into the church because it garnered respect that, oh, well, if this person is constantly volunteering for community service events, is doing things in the name of the Lord, then they can't possibly be gay. Or if they are, they're going to bottle that deep down inside. And that's how I gained respect. Getting to college was not really any different. I still wanted everyone to like me. I still do. That part of me is never going to change. But it also changed a little bit in the sense that uh, I also wanted to please professors who were also directors. Um, I wanted to be on everyone's good side. Without selling out the things that I believe in. And I still stick to that belief today. Obviously, there are going to be people who don't like me for the person that I am. And there's absolutely nothing I can do because I'm not going to change who I am for those people. I did that enough when I was in the closet. So I wouldn't do that again. But today, at 25 years old, I'm very content with knowing my super objective being to please. I don't think any of the super objectives are worse than the others or better than the others. I've just accepted what mine is. And what's so wrong with trying to please people? Trying to make people feel valid, heard, worthy. Because if I've learned anything about it, the more I make other people feel those things, the more willing they are to return it. To make me feel valid and worthy and heard. So it's been really interesting for me, the things that I've been learning about myself and my place in this world. Like I said, I don't know what I really believe in anymore when it comes to afterlife and all that existential stuff. But I do know that while I'm here, I'm gonna educate people. I'm gonna make people feel heard and loved. And I've been an aggressive person in my past, and I'm just not that person. It's never been uh, one of my traits. So the few times I have been aggressive, it's felt like the most uncharacteristic thing that I've ever done. And I don't want to do that to myself because I think I know myself a lot better than that. I think I have a an old teacher's soul. You know, if we believe in like past lives, I think in every life I've been an educator type person. <laughs> I just feel really rooted in that because I, 
I don't think it's that I, I understand everything, but I think I do have a way of understanding things that I can communicate it to different people in different ways. You know, not everyone learns the same. I was a teacher at a high school for a little bit, and it was really interesting to firsthand experience um, pedagogy, especially because when I was teaching at high school level, theater was just an elective. It wasn't something that these, that most of these students were doing seriously. But what was very interesting was the commitment that my students gave my class because I respected them and I heard them. And sometimes our lessons weren't about theater, our lessons were about life. And of course, it was never me forcing my biases on students or even bringing up my biases to students because I can't do that, but validating their experiences, letting them talk and saying, what you're experiencing is relatable. Someone else in this room has probably experienced what you experience and therefore it is valid. I remember growing up thinking that there is this idea of normal. Are you a normal person or are you a weird person? You know? <laughs> And obviously, being a flamboyant child, turning into a flamboyant adult, being a romantic boy, I was classified as weird. But I think those terms, what, what is normal to one person isn't normal to another. And we as humans do this thing where we try to simplify and put everything into a different box to make us comfortable. But life is a lot more complex than that. People who are classified as weird, I think, are some of the realest people. And I think maybe real is a different term we can use because there's real people and there are people who put on a show. And as someone who has studied acting for a very long time, I can tell the difference between a facade and a real person. It's funny because even as I've been talking, I go back and forth on things being complex versus things being simple. But I think they coexist, at least in my life, they've coexisted. But when you're intentionally trying to make things more complex, that's when it's too much. I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, when I pushed record, I didn't know what I was going to talk about today, but that's okay, because I think that's what this podcast is going to be for me. I am curious about myself 
And it's funny the things we learn about ourselves the more we talk with ourselves. And this is an open conversation with myself. And honestly, I'm excited to listen back to this and hear what I had to say and to learn a little bit more about myself. And I think this podcast can eventually evolve into other things. I have a lot of stories that I'd love to tell, lots of experiences that I've been through. This is my audible journal, but because I am artistic and a romantic, and I have this weird idea that someone or groups of people might find this and relate to it or resonate with it. I want to entertain. I know I might say things that other people might disagree with and that is completely fine. I don't believe that the things that I believe in are law. My opinions change about everything too. And again, this is my perspective, my take on life thus far. And I want to share stories with you. And I want to create soundscapes for you through my lens. I am Robbie with a Y, not an IE. And this is just the beginning of my story. So thank you for listening. I can't wait to see where this goes and what things I'll be able to do with this. So until next time, stay safe, stay positive, and I'll talk to you soon.